Welcome to Clover Club. This is your host, Erica, and today I'm doing something that I initially said I never wanted to do, and that is I'm recording an episode alone. So today, you're just going to hear me, and this is also our last episode of the year. So you probably noticed it's titled Clover Club, and uh, this has been such a wild adventure and uh, just rewarding and cool and wild (laughs) creative endeavor. And as I'm sure you can imagine, I've learned a lot from it. And I think there's things that I've learned that are transferable to lots of people and (laughs) life experiences and stuff. So today I'm going to share what I've learned doing Clover Club. And also if you're listening, just thank you. I don't care if you've listened to a handful of episodes, every episode, if you've ever clicked play on Clover Club, even if it's just for today's episode, thank you so much. This concept started a little over a year ago and uh, (laughs) I was really good at putting barriers and excuses and all sorts of reasons in between me and launching this podcast. And uh, ultimately, now that I'm on episode 18, I am so glad that I did this and that I pursued this and that I ignored the voices in my head that told me I would suck at it or it would be a failure or I had no business doing it. You know how it goes when you're thinking of pursuing something new. This has been so rewarding, no matter what it turns into. I've, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my business. I've learned a lot about microphones and like the technical aspect of things. I mean, a year ago, I had no idea how to do any of this. And now I am very confident and like adept at editing a podcast and recording a podcast. And I just, I'm really proud of myself. And uh, (laughs) I hope if there are some elements that, that I've learned and taken away from this, that you can apply to your lives. I hope that's the case. And so I just want to share what I've learned. So the first thing that I learned doing Clover Club is to be scared and do it anyway. And that's something we all know about, right? There's a million things that can be applied to. And it's like, okay, yeah, duh, got it. But when I tell you I was scared, I mean, I had crippling anxiety about this because I have, you know, I've been a business owner for a decade now. I maybe unintentionally have created a very safe, comfortable lane for myself. So it's been a while since I've really stretched into something that was just completely foreign to me, required completely new skill sets, and had a lot of variables that I just couldn't control. I am a totally a perfectionist, and uh, you can't do that and create at the same time. Like at some point, you just have to be like, you know what? I, I feel good about this. I am, I've researched this well. I've put a lot of time and effort and thought and intention into this. I'm happy with this product and this outcome and this result. And if it's good enough for me and I feel comfortable with it, I'm comfortable putting it out into the world. But, oh man, I mean, I had so many times where I was just like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need a podcast. There's a million podcasts out there. What makes yours special, you know? And so uh, just being scared and then saying, "I, I hear you. Like, these aren't unreasonable thoughts that you're having, but they're not positive. And it's up to me if I shed a lot of light and weight on them or not. And I sometimes reference Mel Robbins. If you know her, she's just an amazing thought leader. And 
I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, well, you know what Mel Robbins says about imposter syndrome. And it's not imposter syndrome if you're new. You're just literally doing something new for the first time. So you're not an imposter because no one's saying you're perfect at this. You're just, you're trying and you're learning. And that was like a really nice little kind of mental flip for me. I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm just doing my best. Like I'm new. Of course, I'm not going to be perfect at this. That would be weird. So I found that really helpful and just kind of, you know, this has been a constant opportunity for me to move past my paralysis of perfection and just know that getting it done and just starting is more important than just pontificating and stressing out over every little detail because those are actually just ways that I am creating barriers in between me and action. I'm really good at overthinking things and probably to my detriment. So this was interesting because I was constantly challenging myself to keep moving, right? It's like every Monday, y'all are expecting an episode to come out at 7 a.m., I have six and a half days to record and edit an episode. So there's not a lot of time built in there to, to heme and haw over little details. So it was really nice how the pace of this project kind of helped me to work through just kind of some unhelpful patterns. So that was, that was awesome. And then literally just the act of learning new skills. Like I didn't know how to operate a soundboard a year ago. I didn't know how to edit or to publish or to do any of this. And it's really cool. It's like, oh, if you put your mind to it, you can learn new things. Not that I didn't think I could, but like, you know, <laughs> you always kind of wonder like, I, I can do this, right? So it's just been a really, really nice opportunity for me to stretch myself and kind of dip my toes into discomfort. And I'm really glad that I did. So lesson one, be scared, do it anyways. Lesson two, this has been a big one. The second thing that I have learned through doing Clover Club is how to take feedback and criticism. Uh, I have kind of, again, built myself this little world where I don't get a lot of feedback or criticism. I get, <laughs> you know, I'm my own boss. I have employees, but they you know, there's always a power dynamic there. So any feedback and criticism is going to have a little bit of a, a buffer on it. And this was a really great opportunity for me to feel more comfortable accepting feedback and criticism because it is something that I'm doing for the first time that I'm new. Of course, I'm not perfect at it. So I found myself, you know, the first several times someone would be like, hey, I really liked episode blah, 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 but have you considered blah, blah, blah? Have you thought about X? And I had this kind of like initial, I guess, defensiveness, but I, and I think a lot of people naturally when they are prepared to hear something negative about themselves or, or criticism or feedback or anything like that, I would get this like, ooh, uh, tension in my gut and I don't get that anymore. I appreciate the feedback and the people that are taking the time. This is the thing. If people are taking the time to give you feedback, even if it isn't a, a glowing review, which for the most part it has been actually, which is wonderful to hear. But I, I appreciate the people who've taken the time to be like, hey, you need to mess with the audio level on your second microphone or hey, the copy on those show notes needs a little tweaking or whatever it is. I appreciate it because I only can look at this through my own personal lens. And if people have interpreted or seen things that I didn't see, I want to hear about it. And at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to trust 
trusting your gut. And so I'm open and calm and comfortable receiving feedback and criticism at a level I've never been. But I also feel very comfortable putting that up against my own, what's the best word for it? You know, just, just, just saying like, does this feel, does this also ring true for me? And just letting all of that influence the decisions I make, but also trusting that I'm at the driver's seat for a reason and uh, that I can make the appropriate decisions to get the outcome that I'm looking for. But it's been, it's been nice because I really have insulated myself from that type of stuff in the nature of my work for the past decade or so. And so it's, you know, I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And it's just nice knowing that people are willing to take the time to share their honest thoughts. Because I think if they didn't care, they would just be like, this podcast sucks and turn it off or just be like, ah, what an idiot, turn it off or whatever, you know, that has been a really good lesson and, and muscle for me to strengthen that I think will apply to all sorts of things wherever my career ends up down the road. Like all of us, you know, everyone needs to be good at taking feedback and criticism. And, and I know, as, you know, whether it's an employee or a colleague or whatever, anytime that I'm like, I have delivered not even negative, but feedback or criticism or whatever, you can tell when people don't want to hear it. And if your intention is to be positive and to help them, it really kind of immediately puts this barrier up between you and you're like, all right, fine. I mean, it's your project. So I think that's an important thing for me. And I appreciate that I've been invited to explore that part of myself and to really kind of rethink the way that I react to feedback. And if you're somebody who's given me feedback about an episode, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I take it to heart and I apply it to future stuff. So thanks. The third thing that I've learned doing Clover Club is that people want to support you, but it may not be the people you think. So it's been extremely fascinating over the past 18 episodes, seeing who's responded favorably, who's reached out, who's listened, who's commented, who's shared, who's liked, who's engaged, and who hasn't. There are people that I am really surprised by that just have have literally not acknowledged the existence of Clover Club in my life at all. And, you know, I guess this is kind of like Keith Pepper in his marathons. It, it does become something that just kind of naturally comes up when you're, when you're, I mean, this takes up a big chunk of my life. I record one night a week. I edit two to three nights a week and publish. I mean, it's, it's a lot of time. And luckily, I enjoy it. And so I'm happy to take the time out of my schedule and the free time that I did have to focus on this project. And so naturally, it does come up a lot in conversation. And I find myself being like, oh, gosh, like now I get it. The jokes about like... Uh, if a vegan does CrossFit, how do you know which one they do first? And I'm like, God, and it is kind of a stereotypical thing of like podcasters talking about their podcast, but it's, I think because you're doing something new and exciting and you want to share about it and you, you have this enthusiasm, but it is really interesting. There are people who reach out to me who are like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. This is so amazing. It's great to hear your voice. I mean, people I haven't talked to in 10, 15, like forever coming out of the woodwork with really, really lovely feedback. And it's led to conversations that have been amazing. And so it's been great reconnecting with people and just, and you know, getting feedback that I never could have anticipated. And so I've really focused on deeply appreciating those connections that this has allowed for and not letting myself get caught up on like, wow, I like really can't believe so-and-so hasn't said anything about this or 
huh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked that blah, 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 didn't share this or, you know, whatever. I think it's really easy as a creative to want everybody to love everything you do. And that's not realistic. Like you can be the ripest, juiciest peach on the tree. And there's still people who don't like peaches and that's totally fine. Like it's actually fine, but it is kind of just interesting just to observe how people react. And I think, and I mean, sorry, but some people are uncomfortable watching other people do new things. And especially if it's going well, and, uh, just from little kind of behind the scenes conversations I've had with some people, I know that that's a factor. And it's just kind of interesting because to me, I love seeing people do new things and and expand themselves and just explore their creative side. And I hope that if you've listened to this and if you've ever wanted to do a podcast or you've got your version of whatever starting the podcast was for me, like I really hope you'll consider just fucking trying it. The worst case scenario, and this is what I, I told myself, in those moments of like, what are you doing? The worst case scenario is you try it and it doesn't work. And you're like, you know what? I don't like this. I'm not going to keep doing it, but you'll always know I fucking tried and you should be proud of yourself for that. So I have no attachment to a grand outcome for this. I of course have ideas of what I'd like it to be. However, the fact that I've done it, I'm so proud of myself and I don't need validation from anybody else. It's just icing on the cake. But that said, I do, of course, appreciate everybody who's who's reached out and shared favorable comments and just really supported me because this has been scary and just kind of like a crazy thing. And it means a lot. And it makes me feel like I'm not just talking into a void and like I've really created and hopefully continue to create a community and a network of people where we can all connect over kind of common human experiences. That's something that really fascinates me and that has been a priority for this podcast. So yeah, thank you. And, and, you know, I think in general, people just don't know sometimes how to support a small business or certainly a creative endeavor of a friend or family member. So just in case there's any confusion about it, I just want to share just a couple really easy ways that you can support your friends or family members or colleagues or whoever that don't include spending a single dollar. Of course, if you, if they have a business that is monetized, supporting them financially is great. <laughs> and supporting a small business that's like a real individual human being that feels the effects of your purchase as opposed to supporting big corporations. So of course, spending money with your friends, small businesses is deeply appreciated. However, there are a million things you can do in addition to that that cost you nothing and take almost no time. So liking and following on social media, commenting on posts, sharing posts, liking and rating and commenting on episodes, and just kind of helping you know, literally just a quick like on a, on an Instagram post makes such a difference for a, a project in its infancy. Every single like, every single follow, every single share, every single comment really makes a difference and it takes almost no time. So don't do it if you don't actually care about the project or you don't feel like it is in alignment with you. But if you do and you see your friends out here trying, you know, toss a like out there. (laughs) It's so easy. And so for those of you who do get it and who have been, I, again, am so deeply appreciative because it does make a difference. Uh, So the third thing I learned is people want to support you. You just may be surprised too. Okay. So those are the three things that I learned from doing Clover Club. Number one, be scared and do it anyways. Number two, 
how to take feedback and criticism. And number three, people want to support you, but you may be surprised too. If you've made it this far into the Clover Club journey, I want to extend such a heartfelt and and just hardcore thank you. And I want to ask for any feedback you have. So this is our last episode of the year. I'll be back on January 8th. But in the meantime, please feel free to email me at pod at hawkinsandclover.com. That's P-O-D at H-A-W-K-I-N-S-A-N-D-C-L-O-V-E-R.com. And I am interested in requests for guests, or if you'd like to be a guest, any topics you'd like us to cover. Am I the asshole? I love those. I'd love to do an episode with a collection of those. Any questions, any comments, any way that I can make this more valuable to you as a listener, I would love to hear it. So please shoot me an email, message me on Instagram, like whatever, but don't, don't hesitate to reach out. And I have a lot up my sleeves for next year and a lot of cool guests lined up, but I'm, you know, there are 52 weeks next year. And so there's a lot of room for a lot of content. So I would love to hear from you what you want to explore and hear us, you know, get into on Clover Club. So in between this episode and the next time that we hear each other, we're going to go through Christmas and New Year's. I personally am looking forward to spending Christmas in Amsterdam, my favorite city in the world. And I hope if you're listening, you've got something fun planned or just honestly a a day off and some relaxation will do. But New Year's is so important to me and not in like, I hate partying. I think (laughs) partying on New Year's is like amateur hour, but I love like a fresh canvas. I love a clean notebook. I love new beginnings. I love goals. I'm, I'm really into New Year's, just goal setting and, and being intentional with what I want out of the year ahead. And one thing that I've been doing over the past couple years that I would love to invite you to do with me is on New Year's Eve, I will write myself a letter and the letter is to be opened the following New Year's Eve. So I'll write a letter to my future self and I'll seal it in an envelope and I'll write, do not open until 12-31-24. And then I'll open you know, the letter that the last year's Erica wrote to the current Erica. And it's so cool because obviously 365 days later, you don't remember what you wrote and you don't know, you know, the person who wrote that letter kind of doesn't exist anymore. Like you are a new updated operating system version of yourself. And it's just, it's such a nice tradition. So I share this on the Hawkins and Clover social media every New Year's also, but I want to let y'all know, I would love it if you would join me in that. It's such a fun tradition. It just invites a lot of introspection. And I think you'll be surprised when you open your letters next year, what you wrote. And it's just cool to see what came to fruition, what happened that you couldn't have prepared for in your wildest dreams. Uh, it's just, it's just a nice nice little thing. So if you'd like to, please join me in writing your future self a letter on New Year's Eve. And I also, you know, if you have a version of 
what Clover Club was to me, I would love to invite you to make next year the year that you start it. Whether it's a book you've been dying to write, a business you're curious about starting, a trip you want to go on, whatever that thing is that keeps flowing over from your to-do list year after year and, and doesn't happen, what are you waiting for? You know, there's so much joy and reward on the other side of doing something scary or intimidating or just easy to put off. And so if you're listening and you've got your version of that, please make next year the year that you start. Whatever it is, just start. And also, I'd love to hear about it. So shoot me an email. If there's a thing that you have been wanting to do and next year's the year you do it, let me know. I'd love to support you. I'd love to share. I'd love to have you on the podcast, depending on what it is. But I just, I think it would be really cool if we all can kind of come up with our version of whatever whatever your Clover Club is, because I can't tell you enough how rewarding this experience has been, how much I've learned about myself, about working with others, about creativity, about just my my process of creating. It's, it's really fucking cool. So yeah, write yourself a letter, do the hard thing, just get the wheels going. And I can't wait to hear y'all next year. Like I said, I've got so many fun things up my sleeve. I'm really excited. Also, if I sound weird, I am feeling a little sick, so (laughs) apologies. But yeah, we'll have a couple weeks off in between now and our next episode. I hope your holidays are so amazing. I deeply thank you for listening. No matter how many episodes it's been, it really, really means a lot. I know how valuable your time is and how many options there are for podcasts and uh, how many really good ones there are. But the thing is, if you hopped on early, you got to enjoy us with no advertisements and hopefully that'll change next year. But yeah, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to go to Amsterdam. I'm going to have the best time. And again, follow us at Clover Club Pod and I'll post some pictures and videos from that, I'm sure. And as always, Clover Club listeners get 10% off at hawkinsandclover.com. And yeah, Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. I so appreciate you. Bye.